This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Now, do you know who is a manufacturer for M&M's, Snickers and Skittles? Well, it's Mars Wrigley. Today, I'm with the general manager of West Asia for Mars Wrigley, Ursula Irwin, who leads one of the most diverse and challenging clusters and markets in Asia. And Ursula is also a member of the Asia leadership team. And of course, I just mentioned some of the brands. There are more brands than that. Uh, but nice to be uh, meeting you, Ursula. Good morning. Nice to meet you too. Right. It, and actually, just before we get into a little bit about yourself, how many brands are there under Mars Wrigley? Whoa. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. <laughs> A lot. We've got $5 billion brands under Mars uh, Wrigley. Right. And you've mentioned some of the biggest ones already. Right. With uh, M&M's, uh, Snickers, Twix. We've also got the Orbit Extra brand, which is a gum brand and uh is uh, here in Malaysia under the Extra brand. Right. Yeah, so okay. a lot of a diverse portfolio under Mars Wrigley. We've also nice. got the Kind brand, uh, uh, which is a more uh, nut-based bar that is not in Malaysia currently. We've got a small uh, small range in Malaysia, but is really a big part of our portfolio also in the U.S. and other markets. So right. very diverse okay. range. Right. And I, I think is that sort of like, and I'll get to that question, you know, is that moving more towards plant-based, people being more concerned about their health, that sort of thing? Yes, it's more in the health and nutrition part of our portfolio, for sure. We'll get there in just a moment. We'll talk about you first, Ursula. Uh, 25 years uh, with the company, but, you know, how, how has it been, you know, when you start 25 years and what's happened, I guess, in the last 25 years? Yes, yeah, so 25 years is a long time for sure. It, it doesn't feel like that though, because I've had the opportunity to work across different geographies, different segments in our business. So I started in our pet care segment 25 years ago. Um, I then moved into multi-sales, which has food and pet care and Mars Wrigley. And, and I also worked in lots of different functions. So I started in R&D as a food scientist. That's my background. And I moved through supply chain, sales, HR, and, and then into more general management roles over the years. So although it's 25 years, I've had a great opportunity in the UK, then in New Zealand for 15 years, then in Central Europe, and now here in Malaysia. So uh, it, it feels like only yesterday. Right. And you, you've done the gamut, basically. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I have. I have. Okay. And, and that's the thing, right? I mean, you talk a little bit about your background. So you're from uh, graduating from University of Nottingham with a Bachelor in Food Science uh, with European Studies and earned your Master's in Meat Science uh, for the University of Bristol. And you also completed Strategic Leadership Growth Programs at Harvard Business School and the International Institute for Management Development. Yes, we did some research on you. And now, you know, women in science, though, you know, what sparked your interest in the science path? And do you see a lot of women moving in this area? And of course, the decision then to to pivot to, to business management, which, which is what you're doing. Yeah, so what sparked my interest was food. I'm passionate about food. I've always been passionate about food. And when I was younger, I really wanted to be a chef, actually. And my parents encouraged me to keep my passion in food and channel it towards sort of the food industry and, and food science. So that's, that's where the food science uh, link came from. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as I studied food science, 
actually the area of meat science was really fascinating to me and I really, um, really enjoyed that part of, the, of my curriculum. At that point, I connected with Mars, right, and my university days, because Mars was very well connected with the food science universities and in uh, the UK where I studied. And I really learned a lot about what Mars do and, and was really keen to be part of the Mars organization from, from day one, really. Right. And did you, do you see women uh, in food science when you started, 25, when you were in, at uni, I guess? Yes, I did, actually. There are many, many women in my, in my food science program. I'm, I'm not sure the percentage, but it, it wouldn't have been far off 40%. Right. Really, it was, there were many, many women there, too. Right. And when you look at Mars, uh, Wrigley, at the moment, would you say um, in terms of the ratio of men and women, be it in just the workforce and in, in leadership positions, do you see that sort of like a, an equal balance? Yes, I mean, as we uh, go up our organization, but there's over 40% of women in leadership positions, and we've really made huge progress in terms of uh, leadership teams across the world and, and gender balance. Mm-hmm. And here in Asia, we've got almost 50% of our leadership team who are women. So certainly in a, in a, in a good place in terms of gender right. balance. Right. No, and when you look at the... Uh, uh, food. Okay, maybe before we go into what you've seen happening over the last twenty-five years, when we talk about um, you, you were general manager of West Asia Mars, and of course you work as a country head of Wrigley New Zealand, and then, and also to Europe in Czech Republic and Slovakia. What did you see were different um, in terms of culture needs? You know, in these dif- different regions, and now moving on to Asia. Yeah. So there are differences for sure, but there's more similarities than there are differences. You know, if I think about our products and and consumer trends and uh, snacking trends and and where people eat the products, they're very similar across the different markets. Of course, the retailers through which we execute the, the, the plans and bring the products to life are quite different. In Asia, we've seen, and across the world actually, but for from my experience in the last year, we've seen huge growth in, in the likes of decom, you know, with the pandemic really accelerating that. And that's for people who are purchasing more products. Um, but it's, it's similar in most markets. It's just the phase of uh, progression that the markets are at, really, that's slightly different. Right, and, right. and for Mars, it seems that what's, what's core to Mars across all the markets are our five principles and how we operate and how we support our, our teams. So it seems quite natural to move around the world within the Mars organization because there's, there's our principles at the core of that wherever I go. Mm, okay. And if you look at food trends, right? I mean, big picture in the last 25 years, what, how have you seen things change when it comes to food trends? In the last 25 years, yeah. <laughs> a lot has changed in the last 25 years. One of the things that's, that's changed the most is the, the availability of a vast range of products in, the, in 25 years. And, and then the uh, importance of transparency of information for consumers, that's also changed. If I think back right. to my food science days, there was less... I mean, there was obviously we focused on labeling and all of that mm-hmm. in terms of my studies, and but how that's been brought to life much more visibly over the last twenty-five years is is quite different today to what it was then, which is good, and we really support that in terms of uh, offering the information that consumers want 
transparently to them and then they're making a choice as to whether the product is is for them or for not right. in terms of their broader diet right so there, there's a lot more i guess uh empowerment or more awareness of what they're you know and they're more concerned yeah. about what they're putting in 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 their bodies and all that all right um you know i have to also say like you know when we think of the brand right uh you're known as a manufacturer for all the sweet guilty pleasures right and and how have you seen that change as well because also the conversation about your you, it's a confectionery company right so how is the company changing in in this space or or not yeah um firstly i don't see them as guilty pleasures i see them as pleasures and and you know i think there is a role for all of our products in in our diet you know should should we want them but obviously we need to treat them uh, and eat them with responsible responsibility with everything else we eat mm-hmm. um yes the trends have changed people there's there are there are more, is more focus on healthy options and you know mars has expanded our portfolio we've got the kind brand globally and that's that's moving out across many geographies now there's also another brand in the US nature's bakery Uh, so it's it's certainly uh, a trend to have options across the portfolio, and then of course gum is a big part of our business as well. And there's a big role that gum can play in in dental um, hygiene, etc. So there's there's uh, parts of the portfolio that are very clearly about treating, and there's there's others that uh, are also playing a functional role in our lives. Right. I'm here with uh, Ursula Owen, the general manager of West Asia for Mars Wrigley. We'll continue a conversation after this. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Business filled minds. BFM 89.9. This is Freya Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage. This is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Ursula Irwin, General Manager of West Asia for Mars Wrigley. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier on as well uh, about consumer behavior, um, how I guess the company is evolving. What have you seen happen in the last two years with the pandemic? You know, I mean, uh, were there stark changes in 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 in, in any way? It could be consumer behavior. It could be you know um, purchase decisions. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there've been many changes, and I'm sure you know yourself from how you shop today versus how you shopped two years ago. I, I certainly buy more online, and that's mm. uh, absolutely what we have have seen in terms of consumer shopper behavior. So, on decom, our decom business has grown hugely. Um, it's really an acceleration of what was already happening in in all of our markets, and it's it's been accelerated due to the pandemic and, and mobility restrictions. And that's the other element. Mobility and gum are quite closely linked. You know, if you think about gum purchases, it's often on the go, in petrol stations, in a train station, etc. So we've seen a big impact on the gum business. Uh, we've seen uh, a, a negative impact in the gum business. We've seen a, a positive impact in our chocolate portfolio, right. where the families are at home watching movies, playing board games, sharing. Uh, some of our brands like M and M's, etc., to uh, to spend time together and enjoy those moments. So, right. big big dynamic shift, but um, positive in in some areas. Right. So, a lot of the marketing is still, I guess, in, of course, now a lot of it will be online as well. Yes. Yeah. So we're reaching our consumers differently, also through digital campaigns and. 
And that's, uh, that's been a big increase versus where we were two years ago. Um, and it continues to be the case and will continue to be the case going forward, we're very sure. Right. You, you mentioned DCOM. Yeah. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah, so digital commerce business where we're working with our, our retailers, whether they're retailers like Lazada or retailers who have physical stores who also have an online option, etc. So it's about us working with them to bring the products to life on the, on their platforms. Right. And then there's right. the, the digital marketing side of it, of course, which is about bringing our brands to life and, and reaching our consumers with digital content and, uh, mm. over the more traditional ways. Right. You know, so uh, you also mentioned another brand, you know, as we talk about how people are sort of moving uh, towards plant-based, veganism, that sort of thing, right? So what are the products that you have lined up for this? Are they available in Asia at the moment? No, not not currently. And obviously, if I think back to my R&D days, uh, the the research and development team, of course, will have a big focus on this area because it is is growing Mm. all around the world. Uh, but we don't currently have products in the West Asia markets uh, that, that fit with that, that trend. But I expect that we will see them coming over, over time. Right. And this, this particular brand, was it Nature's Bakery? So Nature's Bakery is a, is a brand in the U.S. That, um, and Kind is the more – was was bought by Mars a number of years ago. And, and the Kind brand actually was starting to unlock that here in Asia. And it's some, some nut – bars which uh, really play a role in the sort of nut bar health and nutrition area of the confectionery portfolio. Right. And when you say you cover West Asia, what would be these these areas that you cover or countries that you cover? Yeah, so for Mars, West Asia encompasses 15 markets. So in the biggest ones are Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, uh, they're, they're the three biggest, really. And then there's lots of uh, markets in the Indian subcontinent region, like Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bangladesh, etc. Right. Uh, and we service them all through uh, our distributor partners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm based in here in Malaysia. Uh, 30 of my 40 team members are based here in Malaysia also. And we service right. 15 markets. Right. Do you cover Indonesia as well? Yes, I do. Yeah. Right. And you were saying the growth markets being Singapore, Malaysia, and Thailand um, in terms of spending power um, and also, I guess, in terms of behavior, would, would it be similar? It's There's lots of similarities. There's also some big differences. You know, if you look at the, the range of markets I've just talked about, right, from Indonesia mm-hmm. through to Singapore, the GDP per capita is quite right. different across those right. markets. Therefore, the portfolio that we bring to the consumer needs to be in line with that and be affordable. Uh, so, so there are some big differences in terms of per capita uh, consumption and GDP. Uh, also, there's some similarities really that, that flow through all of the markets in terms of the, the brands and the essence of the brands and, and the, the, uh, how well known the brands are, for, for right. example. And, and our market share position is quite different across different markets. So uh, there's, it's a very diverse region, I have to say, right. which uh, which is exciting and uh, also brings its challenges in terms right. of making sure we know what our priorities are in each market. What are the similarities, out of curiosity? The similarities? Yeah. Everybody loves chocolate. It's <laughs> the similarity and there's a role for our chocolate brands to bring smiles to our consumers across all the markets. You know, the uh, uh, M&Ms and Snickers are our biggest chocolate brands in this uh, region. 
and they're, they're very well known across our markets and, and they, they bring joy to our consumers in every market. So that's for sure a similarity. Okay, so some things don't change. No. <laughs> okay, now I guess uh, moving forward with you, you know, helming the, the region as well, you know, what do you feel, uh, well, what's the future of a mask globally? And, in you know, in the area that you're covering specifically, you know, what do you see your focus will be? Yeah, so my focus is on growth, right? If I think about my role as a general manager, it's to deliver the financial results of our business for sure. Uh, but a big part of my role is about growing people. And that's what I'm really passionate about. If I think about my journey, I've had great opportunities over the last 25 years. And one of the things that I really, uh, that keeps me going on that amazing journey is the opportunity to help others unlock those areas, their, their development areas and opportunities for themselves. So that's my focus. It's growth of people, growth of our business and making sure that we have a balance of both. And that, right. and also that it's a fun place to work. And right, right. I can imagine. You can't, you can't go wrong with chocolates. But okay, as you were saying, growth with people, um, you know, like programs in place, how do you, how do you plan to do this? Yeah, and it's it's not just about programs in place for me. It's about creating opportunities for people to shine and to and to do things that they didn't believe they could do before. Mm. And often that's really just about encouragement, support, creating that opportunity, and helping build the confidence and the ability to do that. So right. you know, I look back on my career very fondly at times where I felt stretched, but I also felt supported to take mm. that extra step and. And that's what I am passionate about doing for others. Right. So, so with just with your previous role, so you just came out from New Zealand, or was it in Slovakia? From prior to, uh, before prior my to nation, I was yeah. based in the Czech Republic in Prague. Okay. And if you look at the, I guess you know when you were leading with the team there, and would you, what would be the the needs in terms of the you know the the workforce, right? How are they different, uh, or are they similar? You know, in terms of what they want. They're very similar, actually. And we talk about this often here at Mars. My team, we were talking about it the other day, is that we sometimes have this story that things are different because mm. we don't like conflict and here in Asia or and people in Czech Republic will say the same and New Zealand. So, I, I mean, there's more similarities, I believe, than there are differences. Of course, there are cultural differences that right. we respect and we embrace, um, what's been difficult and different here, not difficult, but different, mm. is I arrived last year and started to meet my team online. Right. right. Okay, so, you know, that's that's a whole different level of complexity in terms of connecting with people, um, which didn't exist when I made moves from, you know, the UK to New Zealand, New Zealand to Czech Republic. Right. But, um, but it's it's been amazing, actually, how possible that has been to make strong connections and, and build the team. Right. Well, all the best with your in, in your time here in Malaysia and uh, the work that you'll be doing for, for Asia. Uh, I've been speaking to Ursula Irwin from uh, Mars Wrigley. You've been listening to Her Vantage, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.